I was laying in bed. I, I, I was just kind of taking inventory of my life. Like, dude, you're 31 years old. What have you been doing this whole time? I had no idea that people ran anything farther than a marathon. Long days in the mountains kind of strip you away of all of that nonsense and mm. kind of make you appreciative for what you do have, your shelter, your food, your water, yeah. your relationships with Absolutely. people. And, and that kind of helped spur the whole vertical farming, mm. taking care of my body, growing good food. Um, Welcome to the Why We Hike podcast, where we explore the highs, the lows, and the whys for going outside. I'm your host, Ford Thunder Erickson, and boy howdy, that intro rhymed real good. Let's do some talking. All right, we are here for another episode of Why We Hike, and this time, oh my good golly, I'm here with this man. I've been literally trying to get you on this podcast. It's been over a year, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. been about a year and a half. Uh, this man, his name is Mike Brayman. He's always on the run. <laughs> he, he really is. <laughs> say, say howdy to the people out there, Mike. Hello. That was really good. Uh, so right now, Mike, where are we? We're, this, I haven't done a podcast in, a, in, in an environment quite like this. What, what is this place? that you have created here? Uh, currently we are in a, an indoor vertical farm. Um, we grow microgreens for high-end restaurants. What the heck are microgreens? Uh, microgreens are uh, little baby baby vegetables. Um, what are microgreens? <laughs> Just baby plants. Yeah, um, basically they're really beautiful looking. Like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Mike, I, I've known Mike for a long time. And so he remembers long, long, many years before I had a flat top haircut. Yep. And coming in here, it reminds me of my flat top a little bit. Yep. As, as you look at the greens out here, it looks like a whole bunch of little flat tops. It's really hard to explain. So I'll, I'll, I'll give the quick rundown of what we're looking at. So we've got uh, these little shallow plastic trays and we broadcast seed over a tray filled with soil. Uh, we, we seed it pretty densely and then we grow it under LED lights for our, our quickest crop is about 11 days until we harvest it. Oh. Um, and then our, our slowest growing is about 25 days. And so if you've ever been to a high-end restaurant, you know, you'll get uh, a steak or something and it's like, well, we don't want a plate with just a brown piece of meat. So let's sprinkle on some little baby uh greens just to kind of spruce up microgreens microgreens yeah hey. absolutely so it's generally the the first leaves come out uh cotyledons however you want to pronounce it and then when the first true leaf pops up is generally when we harvest it and then we package it up and uh, deliver it to the chefs wow um and we just do that week in and week out yeah it's pretty wild i so yeah so mike the one, one of the reasons i wanted to have him on the podcast is because I've known Mike for a long time. It's probably been almost 14 years. Probably. Although it yeah. seems like it was longer <laughs> for some reason. I was thinking, I was like, has it been 20 years? But I guess we're not that old yet. It was a, a world, a world, a was, world ago. Yeah, it was basically. a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, I, I know Mike for a long time and he's, he's created this business, uh, farming. And also he's a very talented ultra marathon runner who's been kind of a mentor for me in my in my running uh, that I've done over the last couple of years and uh, giving me advice and whatnot. He even appeared in one of my YouTube videos a couple of years ago, giving me advice. And But when I knew Mike those many years ago, I knew him for a completely different reason. None of these things at all. For my flat ironed hair, that's what you... <laughs> yeah, because oh, I remember yeah way back in 2007, 2008, and some of those years, I knew you from the music scene. Yes. up in Idaho. Yeah. You were very, very much in the music scene there. You were kind of the the number one catalyst for a lot of the shows that were going on up there, booking all kinds of bands, bands that wouldn't normally come through our small town. Why Man, music, the music scene back in Rexburg, that was that was something special. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I feel like the only reason I found any sort of success or 
or acceptance within the music scene is because before I moved to Rexburg, I was like, oh man, I would love to have a guitar. So something was just like, I want a guitar. It's like, I kind of knew how to play piano from taking lessons growing up. Didn't know, I've never been in a band before. Didn't know how to like jam with people. Yeah. But the simple fact that I had a, like, I could bring a guitar to the table. No one else. Like, oh, I, I want this guy in my band. <laughs> in Rexburg, yeah, you're the only So I, was kind of, I felt like kind of a fraud um, for the most <laughs> part until I started booking shows and like you said just trying to bring bands through Rexburg that would not normally come through Rexburg but I was like I want to be able to bring these cool bands that used to come here while we're all trying to navigate life in Rexburg Um, I loved it I thought it was great yeah so I've known Mike from from back in those days but then you know he, he left Rexburg I don't know, 2010-ish, somewhere around there. And then, uh, you know, we were still connected on social media. And I started seeing some strange posts from Mike that didn't seem to fit what I thought of Mike. This man has lost his mind. (laughs) And so what I started seeing from him was like, oh, wow, Mike just did a running race. Uh, And I was kind of into running back then a little bit, you know. And then I'd see that it was like uh, at least marathon distance. And then kind of longer and longer. And you the posts you'd make about it were very thoughtful and profound um, about, you know, all the, what, you know, all these races and things you were doing and the training you were doing and why you were doing it. And I, <laughs> I was getting confused. Like, what the heck was Mike always into long distance running? I don't feel like I ever knew that about him. Um, and then simultaneously, then you started getting into farming and, uh, and now that's, that's what you do. And, uh, and, and so, I want to understand what the heck happened. I don't know if that was always a thing, but so maybe I want to start with the running at first um, because that's really close to my heart. I'm a runner and you've helped me with that. Um, My first and only 50 miler at this point, I feel like you you kind of coached me through that and you came and saved me a little bit (laughs) at the end, which was super nice. My first 50 miler kicked my butt, the Squaw Peak 50 miler um, in the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. Um, my last two miles or so, you, you had already finished like, like five hours ahead of me, (laughs) which blows my mind. Mike's really fast. Um, and you, you ran back to find me about a couple miles or so, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of pace me on the way back, see where I was at. And then you, you filmed me that last stretch, which was super nice of you. Really kind but added on another four miles or so to your 50 mile day. I, I was hurting too. I was like, I, I, I can imagine, man. I could barely walk. And I'm like, I, I've got to see Ford finish. I've got to see him finish. Cause that, that to me, like I love when people get into running. I love, I've never thought about being a coach, but at the same time, whenever I have any friends like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a marathon or mm. a, my first 50 mile. Like I get so excited. Mm. Um, something in me is just like, Cause I love running so much and I enjoyed my, my first ultra experience. Like it's almost like I want to be there with that person, even though they're probably not enjoying it at that moment. <laughs> yeah. I know that that person's going to look back and be like, that was such a fulfilling experience. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I had to like run back and see you finish. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons I do these races is to the camaraderie mm. and the suffering together and mm. encouraging your friends and family to, accomplish something that they'll look back on and, and be proud of yeah it's it, exactly the way you described it has been true to for me because in, in that 50 miler i'd done a couple 30 to 35 miles before that um getting ready for it and the 50 that that race kicked my butt more than i'd ever had my butt kicked before and i had to dig deeper than i had ever dug before you know so many moments where i thought all right i'm like I can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. I can walk, yeah. but I yeah. can't run anymore. But then just after this, just grit it out and say, you know, I'm going to force yeah. myself. And, uh, and there was, there was moments where I thought, you know, I don't think this is my thing. I think I'm, uh, I don't think I'm going to do this again. And, and, but then, and I could, <laughs> I've never been so sore before, you yeah. know, barely yeah. just like limping, uh, around the house for a couple of days, but it only took maybe 24 hours and I thought, I'm going to do that again next year. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, and uh, so, so Mike, what happened? 
Yeah. So how did you get into this? What what started it all for you? We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go a little bit farther back. So they used to call me Speedy in elementary school. Really? I was. Oh. I. My mom used to be part of a group called the Racy Ladies. <laughs> it was a run. Uh, it was a running wow. group. It was a running group in San Diego called the Racy Ladies, and they would all get together and just run together. Um, and my dad would he would do marathons. He would do the huh. St. George Marathon. I don't think he's done any other marathon but the St. George Marathon. Wow. Um, and my cousins that lived in Utah at the time. Their, you know, their parents, my aunt and uncles would come down, they would run St. George. Mm-hmm. And so it was this really, it was this cool vacation getaway for me as a child. Like, oh, we're going to St. George this weekend. We're going to stay in a hotel. We're going to have TV. Cause we, yeah. I didn't have TV or cable for a majority of my childhood. Oh, really? So no TV um, at all? We did early wow. on and then we got rid of it from like fifth or sixth grade until high school. Wow. We just didn't have cable at all. Um, so going to a hotel, yeah, that's a big like, deal. Oh man, I, I get the remote, you know. Like we'd always fight over the remote. Yeah. Um. So I always had that. Um. You know, I always looked up to my parents for getting out and running, and as a as a kid, in my mind, I'm like, I want to run a marathon one day. Mm. Um, and so I used to go out and borrow my mom's running shoes and go out and just run around the block really? and just kind of dabble in running a little bit. And then I'd go to school. But how, how old were you at this point? About? Probably fourth, fifth, okay. third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah. it's all a blur now. But, yeah. um, and so I'd run around the neighborhood. I remember one year asking my parents for running shoes and running shorts hmm. for Christmas yeah. uh, as like a fifth grader. Um, I'd go back to school and tell my tell my friends i'm gonna run a marathon one day and just kind of brag that my dad ran a marathon (laughs) um and i always used to have this mindset of like i want to run a five minute mile i I remember going into junior high and we're you know in junior high you start doing the timed mile or whatever Mm, yeah yeah and so our our teacher would go around in the class and say what time do you think you want to do it in and everybody's like i don't know i don't care 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever and i and i leaned over to the microphone like I'm doing now and I want to run a, a five minute mile and everybody kind of laughs at me like oh yeah right yeah right it's like the makings of a Disney movie right here <laughs> I know seriously Air Michael yeah um, so that never happened I was probably like four foot eight in, in, mm-hmm. in junior high really really short so they called me speedy but they also called me shorty oh. um, in elementary school so I didn't really have the chops at that age to be a runner yeah. I had the the mindset and the, the will yeah. in high school my friends were like hey we're gonna join the wrestling team we should go all be on the wrestling teams together okay yeah. sweet so I joined the wrestling team and just kind of forgot about running um, we we were encouraged to join the cross-country team in high school to help get us in shape for wrestling and it, for whatever reason I just hated running like I'd get side huh. aches all the time um, I was short. There was people way better than me. Yeah. And I just got discouraged with running, put all my energy towards pole vaulting and wrestling. I was horrible at wrestling. I got my butt kicked like every single match. Huh. It was just miserable. Um, and I just kind of got over sports in high school. Um, wow. I, I, I was on the cross country team, but I only did one cross country meet my entire four year, oh, maybe really? two, I think my entire career as a cross-country runner i would always dip out during practice i would i would like cut the course i would i would hide behind the bushes to make sure the coach didn't see us just kind of at all yeah like it was a social thing for me yeah um and i honestly i hated running um and then i graduate i go to college and then i didn't even think about running um until i was about 31 years old really didn't even think about so that running the whole time i was like i'm gonna be in a band i want to promote concerts i'm gonna have yeah. a clothing label i'm gonna crochet yeah. hand crochet beanies and sell them all across the world like just big dreams and physical fitness was farthest from my mind yeah um so what what the heck happened uh i was laying in bed i i 
I was just kind of taking inventory of my life like dude you're 31 years old what have you been doing this whole time like yeah. you I think I was working in a screen printing shop as a third 28 29 30 year old dude just like yeah. is this what my life is going to be like this, yeah. this it just things didn't feel right and I was trying to I was reading a lot of books on um building your life the way that you want mm. and like creating a life versus letting life just take yeah. you where it wants to go. So I'm laying in bed. I think my wife maybe was sleeping and I, I was just like, what would I be good at? Well, I'm not going to be a football player. <laughs> I, I want to get off my butt and do something, you know, like, is it rock climbing? Is it yeah. like, I just want to be active. Cause I wasn't, I really wasn't taking care of my body. Uh-huh. Um, working at the screen printing shop. It was get to work super early have my energy drink and my donut for breakfast. Yeah. Lunch break hit. I'd go drive over to Wendy's, get yeah. my value meal. And then as a responsible late 20 year old, something or other, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to cook, cook my dinner, you know, like yeah. be responsible. <laughs> and I'd cook like pasta and a bratwurst. Yeah. And, and it just, I felt like garbage. I was getting sick. Probably in Rexburg, I was getting sick, like really bad colds or the flu three, maybe four times a season. Wow. Um, and it would last like two weeks long. Wow. And same thing. Like I got married and I was just eating very poorly and just getting sick all the time. And so, okay. So I'm laying in bed and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, dude, I should run a marathon. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, that, that's yeah. a respectable goal, something to work towards and, and, and kind of, I don't know if, if, uh, I don't know what the word it masochist or like, um, just, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I want, I needed to make myself pay huh. for being lazy and sedentary for so many years yeah. by doing an extreme uh, yeah. event like a marathon like punishment for all the years that I was lazy I'm going to put my body through the ringer huh. uh, and so yeah I just um, I decided right then and there I think I was 31 where I was like I want to do a marathon finally like oh yeah I remember running back in elementary school yeah. my parents used to run like this makes sense huh. like, so it was kind of like this I was born you, to be a you, runner, yeah right? you like remembered when you were a kid and you said oh yeah yeah, I remember I had this kind of this this little bit of a flame in there. Absolutely, and you you forgot about it. And it was it was a switch that hit so hard. Like the second that came to my mind, it was like that's what I'm gonna do. Wow. I'm gonna go run a marathon. So I I get on the computer, you you know YouTube.com search <laughs> how to run a marathon, how to run yeah. a marathon, and I start learning about some of the the great ultra runners at the uh, marathoners at the time. Like Ryan Hall was mm. a huge. I think he was yeah. the leading American marathoner at the time uh meb kofleski des linden um des davila at the time i think it was and just got super into it like geeked out spent hours and hours watching watching people run marathons looking up training plans um and i'll i'll never forget youtube has like the side uh suggestion you should watch this video and I started seeing ultra running. What's mm. ultra running? I've never heard of that before. Sounds kind of dumb. Trail, yeah. yeah. Ultra. Ultra. <laughs> um, I had no idea that people ran anything farther than a marathon. I thought trail running was something that you did in high school cross country. Yeah. I didn't really realize there was collegiate cross country. I didn't know there was huh. anything beyond people that. Kept doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like completely oblivious um and yeah uh, i i learned that people did 100 mile races in the mountains yeah and like before i'd even run a marathon that's that's what i'm gonna do really like that that's that's the goal that's gonna happen sooner than later um and yeah i think before i'd even i'll have to double check this but i feel like before i had even ran my first marathon i had signed up for an ultra marathon really like it was wow the marathon was just the stepping stone like the formality of like yeah i need to check the marathon off my list because that's what i initially yeah. wanted to do but what you really wanted but it to was do the, 
in yeah it was, was the, the stepping ultra. stone to get to the, the ultra what, what was your first ultra that you did uh, the first ultra was the moab red hot 55k ah. um yeah uh i think that was 2017 maybe i'll have to go back okay. and look what, at the what was that experience up. like for you that your first ultra my favorite part was training for it and being on these training runs at mile like 15 huh. and just being like, Oh my gosh, I've got to do this times whatever. Yeah. You know, um, what do you like about that? <laughs> cause, cause sometimes that's like some of my most daunting time. I love the races for the most part, but sometimes the training is tough cause it, yeah. it's, it's rigorous. It's day after day after day. And uh, sometimes I struggle with that mentally. What is it for you? Like when you said you get to that mile 15 or something. And For me, I think it's the goal setting. It goes back to when I was a kid coming up with a goal, setting the goal, and then almost like going going to school the next day and being like telling all your friends you're gonna huh. you're gonna do something like like yeah. putting it into the universe uh, and then yeah. using that as a tool to help hold you accountable mm. Cause it's, it's definitely a team effort, you know, like if you're, yeah. if you're married or you've got kids or whatever, like you need that support to allow you to go out and go run in the mountains. Or yeah. I don't know how I'm going to finish this, but I've got all of these people that I told that I'm going to do this. Yeah. I, I better like get it <laughs> done or else I'm going to look like a fool. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Cause now it's like, I've, I've seen some t-shirts out there. And, or memes or whatever that say nobody cares that you run ultra marathons <laughs> like within the running community it's like no one gives two craps but I've been able to use it as like that that really helped me get through my first ultra marathons it's yeah. just like telling my friends and family like I'm mm. gonna do this and then I did it and now it's just like eh nobody cares anymore like uh-huh. another, Michael's doing another ultra like whatever yeah. um, well if anything it helped me Oh, I appreciate that. Because I remember, I think it was at some point, maybe it was 2016 or I don't, I guess I don't know what year it was, but you did the Squaw Peak 50. I remember you and Justin Robbins posted about it. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw that, I kind of had a somewhat similar experience to what you described where I said, man, I want to do something like that. To run 50 miles in the mountains. I want to do that. Yeah. See, for me, like before I'd even done the ultra, it was like, Running 50 miles through the mountains was, um, I didn't know how that was going to happen. And that was just like, that was the way that I was going to be able to spend hours and hours exploring that. Like the, the mm. enjoyment for me was my only responsibility for Saturday, June 14th, yeah. 2000, whatever is to eat food and like go through the mountains for 10 wow. plus hours that's a that's a cool way to think about it um that's all you got to worry about so it's like yeah 50 miles whatever but I, I remember sitting with my friend brian up on top of a mountain up at sundance i think it was a few days before my first 50 he was going to pace me and i just kept saying like dude we we get to spend so many hours like in the mountains our only responsibility in a couple days is to explore really cool terrain that we've never been on and like we're super stoked (laughs) like the 50 miles was almost just like a the under like a detail getting to spend so i want to get into that a little bit more so there's a couple things you said that i want to go i want to go deep here mike you ready ready to go deep um so you mentioned something earlier like when you first had the idea to get into long distance running it was almost you felt like you needed to kind of punish yourself Mm -hmm. in a way um, and then in conjunction with what you just talked about, how, you know, running a 50 miler in the mountains, it was almost like a, it was a gift mm-hmm. sort of that you just got to, that's all you had to worry about mm-hmm. to just be in the mountains exploring for all these hours. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just run through it mm-hmm. and eat something at the aid stations, you yeah. know? So maybe starting with the, the, the first one that you said about the, you felt like you needed to punish yourself. Can you explain a little bit more, maybe what what that meant, and then how you felt like that was fulfilled in some way, or what what do you think that your long distance running? I don't know. You, yeah. you kind of yeah. see where I'm coming from with this. I I want to see. So I, I the the training is one like, thing. What, like what was going on? 
something in your soul or something. You're like, I feel like I need to punish myself and hurt myself. Maybe not in, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that, what that's, was that experience that's for the, like That's for, for the training. So the, the, uh-huh. the training was, so the, the goal was the impetus for the training. Mm. And then the training was the punishment that I wanted to put oh, my body okay. through. I mean, training for an ultra is, is, is really, really tough. You know, you've got to run consistently day in and day out, put in yeah. a lot of mileage. Um, although, I mean, you, you do suffer greatly in an ultra as well. So what do you think that was doing for you? That, that suffering that you were craving, it, that you felt like you needed, what do you think that was doing for you or why? It, this, is gonna sound like su- this is going to sound this is going to sound super cheesy but it was yeah. almost like a rebirth of me huh. as a human being it was like a reset it was like i need yeah. to you know people do these cleanses or mm-hmm. change their diet and it's like i'm going to go on a juice yeah cleanse and they just need to change the trajectory that they were on in a dramatic way yeah. in order to reset their body a break. lot of people yeah it messes up their intestinal area, uh-huh. you know, it, but it's, it's a reset. It's a rebirth. It's a, um, yeah. And that, that's yeah. kind of what it was for me is this, I need to suffer a little bit to mm-hmm. change the trajectory that I was on that I didn't want to be on anymore, whether yeah. it was personal, um, or for a career like I, I didn't want to be a screen printer anymore I didn't yeah. want to be eating poorly anymore yeah. I need to do something to, to something shake it shake it up shake it up absolutely you need to yeah. like break something up inside mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. in order to because maybe maybe I'm not going to put words in your mouth no, but yeah. um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out too so the, yeah. these answers are just I, I'm I'm still figuring it out um, my th- thoughts on this have changed and could change yeah uh, tomorrow so I, I don't know well but, I love yeah. I love that answer though because that that kind of brings true to me because I feel like I, I've been in places and I think most people can feel that where how you're describing it you felt like you needed to like break yourself kind of thing in order to rediscover yourself almost like I, I the way I picture it in my mind when I'm in a situation like that is like I've been put in this like plaster cast around me my whole body and I'm in that cast and I'm comfortable in there, but then I start becoming uncomfortable with the comfort of it. Yep. And I have to physically like break myself out of that shell that I'm in. Absolutely. Um, in order to rediscover myself. And that makes sense to me. From a, from a, not a, um, what's the word? I, I remember being on some trail runs and I was really, you know, what am I going to do with my career? Like, how am I going to make money and support a family and, and do all of these things? Um, I was, I, I've dropped out of college a few times. I dropped yeah. out of BYU-Idaho twice. Uh-huh. I went to UVU, went there for a semester or two and then dropped out again. Um, all because I'm like, man, I need, I need to fit into the corporate world somehow i need to find like maybe i'll get a marketing degree and go work for adobe or whatever like one of these tech companies at the point of the mountain Mm -hmm. um or or at the time i think i was still wanting to do like the the headwear thing Mm. or create create a product that i thought the world wanted yeah and then through trail running i was just like we don't the world doesn't need another BS product. Mm. The world doesn't need another logo. The world doesn't mm. need another arbitrary uh, made up tech company that yeah. like may or may not benefit society. Um, uh-huh. And so I remember being on a trail run and just being high up into the mountains, but being able to look out over the whole valley and just had a lot of reflective or time of reflection of, I don't want to put out another crap product. I don't feel like I belong in working for a, a, a making somebody else money and just kind of stripping yeah. away how much money I wanted to make in a career or um, it just 
long days in the mountains kind of strip you away of all of that nonsense mm -hmm. and kind of make you appreciative for what you do have your shelter your food your water yeah your relationships with Absolutely. people and and that kind of helped spur the whole vertical farming mm. taking care of my body growing good food um i wasn't smart enough to be a doctor mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but i could create a product i.e healthy food to prevent people from having to go to the doctor and i've had doctors mm. like talk to me and be like man you're j we're both doctors man and i was like yeah. this is so cool That's like awesome. i didn't even go to school and i'm a doctor it's <laughs> <laughs> like can i get that in writing and put it on my website <laughs> yeah um wow, so awesome. yeah running really helped spur wow. my perception on what i feel like i wanted to contribute to this world yeah um yeah. while also trying to you know selfishly better myself mm. as a human and that's yeah. awesome i don't think that's selfish at all um and for anybody who's listening like it's not just that mike just did one one ultra and then he he figured everything out like, this is a this is a long journey and you're still doing it mm -hmm. and i actually wanted to get a little bit of your experience recently correct me if i'm wrong didn't you just win the pony express I did. Right. How many miles yeah. was that again? Uh, that was also a 50. So, um, so Mike just, there's a race, the Pony Express 50 miler. And what was that, like October or something October, like that? Yeah. And Mike won the race. That was my first 50 mile victory. Wow. Which, and Mike is fast. If you heard earlier, in my 50 miler, he, he, he finished five hours <laughs> ahead of me. And I consider myself decent, not great, but decent, but five hours ahead of me. So Mike is fast. Well, He's speedy. What, yeah, what I, was I, that? I kinda, yeah. See, I, ha I have, I am, but I'm not at the huh. same time. Like I, I struggle with this a lot. Like I have, I have friends that had they towed that line, they would have smoked me. Hmm. You know, like I'm not at an elite level, and I and I always say like, oh yeah, I won this race, but had the real runner showed up, like I, I would. <laughs> but then. I feel bad saying that because there's people that were slower than uh -huh. me. And like, I feel like I'm disrespecting mm. them and their journey. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well if real runners had showed up, uh, it's like, dude, we're yeah. all. And, yeah. and so I, I'm, yeah, it's, I am proud of myself that I, that was a goal that I had set for myself and I was able to accomplish it. Um, yeah it, it it was a cool experience in, um, in that kind of vein what, what would you say to someone who maybe is listening to this and i've been kind of bragging about you on here you haven't been bragging about it. i've been kind of bragging about you um about how yeah like you're a great runner and you've accomplished some amazing things in your life these last few years you know completely changed your life um and you know you've created this business you've become a farmer you know your instagram name is runner farmer <laughs> that, that was me stripping down all of the bs and just okay what what do i do what am i like yeah whether i make money or so at the time i set that up i wasn't making money in agriculture at all uh -huh. but i was like that's that's what i want to like mm. know myself as i like i want to strip away everything else what am i i'm i'm a runner and I'm a farmer. I love that. And that's that's it. So that's kind of where that that name came yeah, from. I love that. Um, so what would you say to someone who who might be listening to this and kind of feeling kind of stuck in their life as well? And you know maybe when they hear you talking about these type of things, because I think everyone has experiences where they'll hear or, or see someone doing something cool. You know, doing some like an ultra marathon or you know becoming a farmer. You know, a microgreens farmer just out of nowhere kind of thing seeing someone following their passions in that way but they just feel stuck as well they just kind of like well but i'm not like that kind of person i'm not because you know maybe they don't know you but they're like well maybe he's just like a real like bold go-getter kind of person like i'm not the type of person that can just do something like that you know maybe they feel stuck is there any advice or or what you would say to someone like that who maybe feels like they're a little bit inferior to you because of the the things that you've been able to do by following your passions yeah um nike said it best just do it huh. um that's kind of subconsciously that's been my motto 
like I don't tell my wake up every morning and say Nike just do it you know like um, but looking back over my life everything that I've done whether I've succeeded or failed has because I've just done it like mm. I wanted to be in a band so I just did it mm. I was very insecure about music like I yeah. I could pull out some sheet music and like kind of pluck it out a little bit yeah. whereas guys like you you know you could just that was my guitar solo you can just shred he's doing guitar. air guitar with his hands you right can now. join a band and you can jam with people like hey we're gonna key of c or whatever like i can't do i actually that. don't know any you of that okay. yeah. <laughs> um but i just did it uh i wanted to start a headwear company uh huh. i just did it it failed okay what's what's next like huh. i want to be a runner i'm gonna run a marathon just do it like whether you can't whether you think you can or you can't what, what's that saying whether whether you think you can or you can't you're uh, right or something like oh that. yeah 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 so one. just do it um i didn't know if i could complete 50 miles in one go yeah i just did it huh. um my my objective for that day wasn't like well we'll see how far i can make it i hope i can do it blah 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 it was like well I signed up for it. It's going to happen one way or another. If I have to walk it in, it's going to happen. Yeah. I just did it, and it was a great yeah. experience. Um, How do you feel like you would deal with – sorry if I'm cutting you off right fine. there. No, um, how would you deal with do – you, you, do you ever experience, like, a fear of failure? Because that is kind of cool how you went back, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, he did – he started a clothing company. He started, you know, he's got into music. He started a band just because he wanted to do it. And I, I love that about you. Um, I know I struggle with personally a lot, kind of the fear of failure. I don't want to put it out there. I don't, sometimes I don't want to tell people because then, like you said earlier, then you're held accountable, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid I might fail and how that would feel. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll start running and realize like, man, this is harder than I thought. Like, I don't like the feeling of, not maybe not being able to do this so i don't even want to jump into it so i don't i don't think i have that fear anymore um i did high school college even a little bit within like starting this new vertical farm business i had a little bit of fear of failure but i i got over it um i was listening to a lot of gary vaynerchuk i don't know if you're familiar with him um i remember i was listening to one of his things online and I was I was trying to drum up more business for my vertical farm and and that entailed walking into the back door of these high-end restaurants in Park City acting like I own the place and mm-hmm. basically calling for the head chef like hey, wow. who's the head chef in this place <laughs> and I was so afraid so I, I got one client and that was really exciting but I I was afraid to go get the second client yeah I got the second client that was exciting but i was afraid to go get the third and i would come up with excuses of why a restaurant wouldn't want to purchase from me oh well there's there's a bigger grower just down the road like they probably they probably get their microgreens from that grower or my prices are probably too high or they probably don't even use microgreens so i'm not going to bother yeah Um, i remember specifically one time where I, where I kind of got over the fear of of failing and making excuses for not doing something because of the fear of failure. Yeah. Um, I remember Gary Vaynerchuk had said, don't say no for somebody else mm. or don't come up with reasons why somebody else might say no. Yeah. Like that's not your responsibility or your job. Yeah. So I remember there was this restaurant that I wanted to approach. They had just come out. They, they were voted like Park City's number one sushi place by Apple News or whatever. Yeah. And they had been on my radar for a while. And I saw that article come out. And I'm like, oh, well, now it, now I can't go take my greens to them because they're just going to think I saw the article. Oh, uh, yeah. And everybody's probably hitting them up yeah, right now. Yeah. <clears throat> a couple of weeks go by and I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to walk in with my greens. I show up. They're like, oh, perfect timing. Our previous microgreens grower was going through some hard times hasn't been able to, pr- to produce for us so like when can we start buying from you wow and they become one of my best Holy clients God. uh they purchase from me week in and week out they take awesome photos of our food or their food with my product on it yeah and um all because i just i 
was not I, I got over the fear of failing or having that person tell me no yeah um and now it's just like if they say no they say no like i want to go get some more business i'm going to go out and it's like so comfortable for me to walk into just some random restaurant and and shoot the breeze with the chef and um so i don't really have that anymore i I don't think maybe 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 in the depths of of my inner whatever i i still maybe fear that but um i don't think so anymore that's cool and the same goes with ultra marathons it's like i'm sure i i've yet to drop from a race Hmm. and i i know that that is a possibility and i've that's it 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 could happen Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm fine with that The, the only thing you can do is get out of bed and just do just do 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 you're gonna fail a little bit but as long as you're doing more than you're failing like you're gonna come out on top yeah i love that yeah that's amazing wisdom um thanks for sharing that mike um i guess what one of the last things i wanted to touch on you mentioned earlier before we actually started recording a little bit like how you felt like and you've you've talked about this a little bit how you getting into farming and getting into running kind of happened simultaneously Mm -hmm. um but you mentioned something earlier that i wanted to expound upon a little bit about how you just wanted to like i can't remember how you said it exactly something about you know with with the farming and stuff you you just wanted to do something with your hands and like Mm -hmm. get your hands dirty and and work yeah with your hands what does that do for you doing something because you're yeah like you said you you just kind of lost by being out there trail running you kind of just lost the desire to start a tech company or something no offense to tech companies yeah, out there we, yeah, I mean, we need them you know we need, you doctors, guys are great. We need shoe manufacturers because yeah, i don't want to run barefoot you know we need we need those people yeah it's just not it, was, it wasn't for you yeah and but this is what was calling for you what does that working with your hands and kind of working with natural things like you're you're growing plants you know this is something that naturally happens in the world and you're you're learning how to cultivate it and work with it um as a farmer what does that do for you? What did you mean kind of when you were referencing that yeah, earlier? So I'd spent my life in, or the, the, the early stages of my developmental, you know, my, my twenties and early thirties doing stuff that didn't matter much. Um, going to school trying to to market a a brand or a company or Mm -hmm. just just to make that paycheck um i wanted to i feel like i'm an entrepreneur at heart maybe not the best definitely not the best one out (laughs) there like i am i'm pretty elementary in my skills and ability i'm not i don't create kickstarters left and right and make hundreds of thousands of dollars um but i wanted to do something that i could you know, lay my head down at night and be proud of. I wanted to create a product that was was needed by society, would help benefit society, would would be an addition to, um, and that that's kind of where agriculture came in. You know, I, there's for me, there's nothing more sincere, honorable, noble than and needed than creating food for people mm. and good food you know yeah. like microgreens are were action packed with with nutrients um and we're actually this is kind of a whole nother thing but we're expanding into other fruits and vegetable production yeah. other than just the microgreens wow. um we signed a lease on a 2.75 acre farm plot um on the bench in provo that we're going to be developing over the next couple of years um just in, as an extension of healthy food, yeah. um, trying to build resilience economically, nutritionally within our local community. Um, and that was something that just like gave me chills thinking about and is something that I've been fortunate enough to pursue. Um, yeah. Thanks to my wife that works hard as well. Yeah. Uh, she's in real estate. Emily Brayman Real Estate. Shout out. <laughs> go, shout out. If, you need, if you need a house. Yeah, go. <laughs> man. She's the one. Yeah, she's been a huge, huge support in this journey. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just navigating it 
one day at a time but it's yeah. it's something that I find I get a lot of, of satisfaction out of um, personally and you know putting my hands in the soil and, and the the mm, what's the word uh, well you can edit that part <laughs> <out of it. laughs> uh, yeah that's that that's awesome I love it that's amazing these are questions I've been wondering for years Mike um, so thanks for yeah, finally happy we could finally come and clean here yeah, let me know what the heck's been going on all these years uh, <laughs> so if somehow my, my dream would be to see here in the microgreens shop um, I'd love to see a treadmill in here mm. with you playing guitar with your old band love you long time that would be my ultimate Mike Brayman moment. Well, maybe also crocheting a beanie. I don't know how you do that exactly. That'd if you be could, really tough. Yeah, I, I, you really can do tough. it though, man. Just do it, you know? Just do it. You got this. You can figure it out. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, thanks for spending a few minutes chatting with me. and um, I, I need to figure out a way here, here in these podcasts. I always want to have one last question. A lot of the really good podcasts have like one last yeah. thing and I haven't really figured out one last question so I usually ask some really vague really difficult to answer question so I'm just going to do that again here yeah. and make yeah. you feel uncomfortable yeah. um, is there any other words of wisdom that you feel inspired to share to anyone who may be listening and um, maybe thinking about any of these kind of things you talked about whether it be running or farming or you know pursuing their passions um, anything else you'd like to share and if there isn't that's fine Hmm. It's a real vague, difficult question to answer. So. Maybe we could tie back into the nobody cares that you run ultra marathons. Yeah. So we can tie that into no, nobody, people don't care as much as you think mm. they care. Um, if you're afraid about doing something or not doing something because of perception of the outside world mm. you're you're if you worry about what other people are going to think then you're gonna you're gonna cripple yourself in yeah. a sense so nobody cares that you run ultra marathons nobody cares if you fail or not nobody cares yeah. just do it and mm. uh as long as you care that's all that matters <laughs> i love it i love it that was great and also nike if you're listening to this episode I, I'd, you know, feel free to sponsor me and send me some money. It'd be there great. Yeah. Um, so uh, there is another. So I watch uh, that that YouTube series called Hot Ones. Hot Ones. The Hot Wings show. Oh, where they I've get heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always like, turn to this camera, that camera, that camera. Uh -huh. Is there anything that you have oh. coming up that you want to promote oh. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got Wasatch 100. Oh, you're uh, gonna do it! I'm signed up. You're I, signed up. So my oh name, my god, my they held a lottery. Um, when was that? I don't, they held the lottery for running the race during 2020. COVID yeah. happened, so they canceled the race, and then everybody that was in that race gets to run it for 2021, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wasatch 100. That'll be my f second 100 mile race, but wow. my first Wasatch. And yeah, then that one. Wow! I just got to do it. That one's a big one, I man. Just gotta do That's it. so awesome. I, yeah. That I was scared when I ran my first fifty miler because I thought that it would go really well, mm. and then I finished. I'd be like, "Well, I got to do a hundred now." But it kicked my butt so hard that it was not on my radar mm -hmm. yet, anyway. But I've—that's awesome that you're doing that one, man. That's like so, the so my first hundred. My so I, I ran a fifty miler in June, and then my first hundred miler was in September. Wow! And that 50 miler i was at mile 40 like curled up into a ball vomiting my brains out wow like just could not keep any food down absolutely miserable telling my pacer like i i don't even like why do i do this i could be at yeah. home right now eating panda express and watching golf <laughs> with my feet up and i'm out here suffering like i hate this this yeah, is so stupid you chose this i i i 
in my studying for hundred mile races, it was just like, Oh, you're going to have your ups and your downs. You're going to feel sick. And you know, yeah. I'd seen so many ultra marathon documentaries of people yeah. vomiting. And I was so terrified that that was going to happen during my hundred mile race. I'm like, if it's happening in a 50, oh, yeah. I'm terrified of what's going to happen during my hundred. <laughs> yeah. And the hundred was like almost easier than the 50. Really? Like I, my stomach was good. I mean, I had aches and pains in, yeah. in areas that I had never experienced before, but uh, yeah, that my first hundred was like a really, really great experience. And really? yeah, the next morning I was already plotting my next one. Wow. Um, so oh hopefully I can keep that streak going. You know, feeling yeah. fairly decent during a hundred miler. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, good luck, man. No one Offset cares. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. I don't care Who how cares? you do. So yeah. yeah, don't keep me updated. <laughs> I mean, secretly, I don't, I don't want you to know this, Mike, but I do care. You do care. Yeah. Right. I mean. Like I said earlier, you've been inspiration to me, so uh, I care. But if you know if it doesn't go well, I'm still your friend. Okay, I still love you. So I'll come out on top regardless. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great, man. Any other shout-outs you want to put out to uh, about your business or, or anything like that? Uh, sure. Why not? We sell we sell a we call it a microgreen super salad. Oh, to sounds tasty. Uh, good Earth locations in Utah, in Spanish Fork, American Fork, in Orem, hmm. and then Redmond Farms in Orem and Sugar House. What's that last one called? Red? Redmond Farms. Redmond Farms? Yep, Good Earth cool. and Redmond Farms. I'll check uh, that out. Sounds tasty. Uh, yeah, it's a pea shoot base topped with purple radish and broccoli microgreens. Wow. Super healthy, super delicious. Sounds incredible. It kind of takes your lettuce to a, a whole new level. An ultra level. An ultra if you level. Will. Maybe you that's what you could call it. Ultra oh, greens. Ultra greens. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think there's an ultra greens out like a, oh, pow- really? a powder. Oh, that you, a powder oh, supplement. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, what's your, what's your business called? Uh, the business is brick house growers right. brick house on growers. Instagram. Yeah. Brick so house brick house growers. growers has an Instagram page yeah. and then and also then, uh, runner farmer. here's runner farmer as well. Yeah. Great stuff. Mike's a great guy. So good guy to learn from appreciate it so thanks for letting me stop by and harass you in your warehouse here Love it. and uh take care of my dog as well <laughs>